Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. I'm the daughter. I'm Lori. I'm the mom. Ew, what happened to my voice? Daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm recovering. It was my birthday. It was. What, did you go out party hardy? No. That's what you're recovering from? No, this was like the most chill birthday I think I've ever had. You know what? I'm 31 now. It's it's time to grow up, Lee. Over the hill. It's time to fucking grow up. (laughs) (laughs) The most chill birthday. It was. Like, you know what? I did request a chill birthday. That was my own. No, no. Let's go back. As a matter of fact, what you requested is don't even acknowledge my birthday. I know. I had such a sour attitude. I've been going through it. I'm a little depressed. (laughs) Shut up, Laura. (laughs) I've been depressed, you know, since my dog died and everything. (laughs) I just start weeping. I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was like, let's just not pay attention to me today. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. And that's kind of weird for me. You Absolutely. Know, if, we have to celebrate the entire month. So, <laughs> and yeah, this, you know, yeah. I didn't even really realize it was my day. I was no. like, oh, that's today. Great. We, we've been really busy, but we have. Yeah. We did, you know, have a cool full moon film club. We did. It was so fun. With our patrons on my birthday. So we yeah. did celebrate. We did celebrate. Okay. I wasn't a total turd about it. <laughs> could, oh my God. Speaking of. <laughs> I have a story. It harkens you back. You know, yeah. It, you know what? It took me back. It took me back you to have a birthday that was worse than this familiar one. Familiar. Ta- yes. Yes. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I don't think because it is mildly embarrassing, even though I like don't get embarrassed. This one, this will right. do it a little bit. <laughs> this will do it. Uh, so this is my birthday episode. Yeah. You're going to have to hear this, you know, horror story. It does involve poop. So if you don't like that, you know what? Skip ahead. A few years ago, I don't even know when, on my birthday. After your shoulder surgery, right? Yeah. So it was right around. So I had two shoulder surgeries because I. Brazil nut incident. I tore my rotator cuff. You know, when I was lifting a bag of heavy Brazil nuts, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Don't ever bring a Brazil nut around me because I will get triggered. (laughs) Um, And the first surgery didn't take. And then I had a second. So it was somewhere in there. Yeah. And I was like hopped up on pills, like pain pills. Yeah. And they didn't tell me. They stopped you up. That it would back my ass up. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Girl, you look good once you back that ass up. But not in a sexy way, if you know what I'm saying. So so I think I even, because I still get mad about this. Well, I still get mad about this to this day. I think I called them and I was like, hey guys, I can't shit. And they were like, okay, great. Here's another pill. And on that bottle of pills, it said one of the side effects was constipation. What the fuck sense does that make? Anyway, I'm still mad about it. I will write a review. To the doctor's office. And so I was like extra backed up. And I'm trying to go to the bathroom on my birthday. Again, I really want to reiterate that this was my birthday. All I, I was already, my birthday is a good, healthy poop. I was already in a sling, so it already was not sexy. Jake had to help me shower, okay? 
couldn't move my arm. <laughs> and you guys had not been dating that long, right? Or uh, had you? You know what? I think this was like around the three year mark. So you know what? <laughs> yeah, not not the cutest look. That's what I was like. No wonder I don't feel sexy sometimes. The the situations this man has seen me in, it's not great. <laughs> so I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Right. Again on my birthday. You know what? Wasn't happening. <laughs> Was not happening. And all, like, when I tell you that up until that point, yeah. It was the worst pain. Yeah. I had at fuck the surgery. This, this was what was doing. It. I literally felt like I was giving birth. And now that I have given birth, I am here to say it was not far off. It was kind of the same feeling. You must have been super backed up because I got to tell you, I just read an article yesterday. I don't know where it came from, but it said that at any given moment, we have 15 pounds. Okay, great. Uh, you know, stuck up there. You know what? Oh, thank you so for you that had visual. Extra, maybe a 20. <laughs> I think I had a 20 pounder. <laughs> October was born at what? Six pounds. This was, it was, yeah, it was, it was really bad. Yeah. I was writhing in pain. Yeah. All jokes aside, I was literally like, Jake. I'm dying. Jake, help me. Just <laughs> let me go. Go on without me. Call it. Call it. <laughs> I've had enough. Uh, just let me go. <laughs> and he had to rush me to the emergency room because I literally told Jake, I was like, something's going to like burst. Like I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> like if I keep trying to get this out of me. Nepal, never mind. I was going to say, are you going to pull an Elvis? But I, oh my God, that's so mean. That's tacky and mean <laughs> and I hate myself for it. You're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of funny. 10 Damn. out of 10. <laughs> I liked it. So I'm screaming, yeah. like screaming. Yeah. Uh, he has to rush me to the emergency room. Before we sat down, you said, were you here for this one? And I said, no. <laughs> Laura's usually around. He said, that's a rarity. I said, that's a gr <laughs> fucking great. I'm glad I only had one audience member <laughs> for this one. Rushes me to the emergency room. And on my birthday, I had to have an enema. <laughs> yes, everyone. It is as gross as it sounds. As Blink One Eighty Two would say, I can't even look at that. Of the state. I can't even look at that album cover anymore. Her with the glove, triggering, <laughs> triggered. <laughs> it was so bad. That's like, my favorite album of theirs. You know what? What did I just say? I said I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> I can't listen to it ever again. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, no, it was bad. It was really bad. Jake was there the whole time. He's like, baby, you're gonna be. It was again very similar. You could draw parallels to when I actually gave birth. Push, baby, but you know, it was kind of the same. <laughs> oh my um, goodness. And honest to God, I'm not, you know, I have mm -hmm. always said like, I imagine that's what giving birth mm -hmm. feels like kind of the Pretty same close. pressure wow. kind of situation. Just in a different area, different time zone. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> a little more. What is that? North, south. I don't know. I don't know directions. <laughs> South of the border. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so for my birthday, I had a lovely nurse's hand up my fucking ass. So and not in a good way. It was not pleasurable. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is even though this birthday was low key, it was better than that one. There will always be that one. <laughs> we'll always have this. You know what? The bar was... We'll always have the enema. <laughs> wink, wink. Of the state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, occasionally Jake will bring it up and be like, hey, remember that one time? And I'm like, shh. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> it was one of those things we left and I was like, we will never speak of this again <laughs> until I tell our thousands of listeners on a microphone. So there you all go. At least it wasn't as bad as that. Great. <laughs>
that took the shit sandwich. Uh, see, let's see how many poop jokes we can slip in today. Let's see. Let's see how many you we know can. What I think I'll win. Yeah, I got you some pretty flowers, though, and they're sitting here in the studio. You did get me beautiful flowers. Yeah. Jake got me, you know what? He took me to get my nails done. Yeah. He got me a book. Yeah. I have yet to be able to read it. I think I've made it like one page. Yeah. And October's like, book, book. And she, yeah. So, yeah, you know what? You. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And, you know, just forewarning. What? Tomorrow we're going for haircuts and brows. We all know how this and, is going to end. you know, tune in next week. We're going to see how I that said goes. I'm going to come back with no eyebrows. <laughs> and again, unintentionally, <laughs> it's going to be bad. I know it's going to be bad. Lore, all I have to say is Laura found a group on. So that is not a good sign. <laughs> that is not a good sign. <laughs> Someone help. Stay tuned. Help me. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Catch you next week when for that. we're both back in the haircut <laughs> hall of shame. <laughs> we always find our way there. I just I mean, recovered I from my bob. I mean, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it can get worse than the Phyllis Diller look I had that one time. <laughs> but no, what did you put the uh, professor you from had a rat Back tail. to the Future? You had a rat tail. You were giving Andy Warhol. You were. It was nothing good. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's been some good ones. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Uh, no, all in all, it was a good birthday. Mm-hmm. I will Chill. say I had a very hard year. Yeah. Uh, I almost didn't make it past 30. And I'm not saying that even to be funny. 30 yeah. almost fucking killed my ass in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what? Cheers to making That's it. That's right. Clink to 31. That's right. You can't catch me, bitch. <laughs> Me to death. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, motherfucker. I'm still here. Uh, holding on by a thread. <laughs> the thread is unraveled. The thread has been long gone. That's what I, how many times can you say that until it loses meaning? You know what I mean? Like, girl, the thread is in here. I mean, girl, <laughs> just keep carrying that bobsled. That's all I got to say. You know what? If Leon could do it, so could I. <laughs> so here we are. There we are. Uh, we did have a lot of patrons. We have new patrons. Yes. Uh, sign up specifically over break. Yes. So we're going to thank some of you today. If we didn't get to you today, don't worry. We're going to get to you in the next few episodes because yeah. there were actually a lot of you. Yeah, so uh, welcome. So awesome. yay. All right. Welcome to the family. Maddie. Maddie. We love Maddie. you. Spencer. 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 Hannah. 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 I just want to make a song we're for everyone's song-y. name. We are. And Kendall. Oh, welcome. We love all of you yes. so much. Thank you for joining the family. Yes, that's awesome. If you would like to join our Patreon family, the link will be in our show notes. Uh, there's a free tier and also, you know, 5, 10, 25. You yeah. know what? Take your pick. Yeah. A lot of cool shit happening over there. Oh my gosh. It's so busy over there. It has become like its own social platform in the best way. uh, Cause it's like people that actually. Nobody's mean to us over there. Well, it's people that actually like, (laughs) you know, like us. So (laughs) yeah, it's like a positive space. Thank you. Let's keep it that way. Go check it out. Speaking of, over on Patreon, you can find the link to join our Lilydale New York retreat. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It's happening in August. We do want to say the spots are almost sold out. Almost. Yeah. And we did not expect, we didn't know what to expect. I guess we should say that. We just said, hey, we're going. We're going. Anybody that wants to come along. If you want to come, come on over. And a lot of you were like, fuck yeah, Yeah. say less. Uh, So there are only like, you know, I don't know, three or four spots left. So if you would like to join our Lilydale retreat, please go check it out. We would love to have you. Yeah. And that's closing next week. That is closing. You have one more week uh, to reserve your spot. 
Oh yeah. my gosh, we could not be more excited. Thank so you all. Excited, yes. You know, the support has been amazing and everyone is so excited and it seems like it's going to be a really fun, positive experience. Yeah. A good group of people. So if you would like to join the fun, go check that out. And we're going on an Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet exclusive ghost walk and I am so excited. That's what I'm most excited for. I'm really for. excited about that. Yeah, we've been on ghost tours in Lilydale. 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 <laughs> Before, but this one, like the fact that it's just for for our group, for it's going to be a little intimate and yes. spooky. Ooh, yes. I'm very I'm excited. So excited. Let's, you know, Zach Bagans who? Right. You know what? Look Step the fuck aside. out. They give us a flashlight. I am going to be serving <laughs> Zach Bagans. <laughs> Did that ghost just make fun of my mom? <laughs> and it's funny because you're my mom. You know what? <laughs> it's even funny. And the ghost probably would make fun of me. No, yeah. for sure. If I was a ghost, I would. <laughs> no one is safe. <laughs> okay. So with that. Here we are. You know what? Let's get into it. You know, and I, every year at this time, you, t- <laughs> you, you speak in mixed messages. Okay. What do you mean? Because you tell me that I also should be celebrated. Yeah. Now that you've given birth to a child yourself, you say, I gave birth to you're you. Right, I should also right. be celebrated. But I yet do. every year you hand me this shit sandwich. I'm so sorry. It has, you know, if you I think <laughs> you must not love me. <laughs> I do love you so much. I just like to make fun of the people I love. Oh and I know goodness. some people hate that, but oh you know what? Goodness. Not here, not here in this house. I got to tell you, this one was torture. So if you're new here, the way our birthday episodes work mm-hmm. is the birthday person gets to choose each person's movie or show or yeah. whatever yeah. topic. And it doesn't have to be magical. Uh-huh. It could be whatever the birthday person wants. You yeah. don't even have to do a lesson if you don't want. Right. I did today and it's I pretty did. fucking fire. Uh, but I usually torture Lore mm-hmm. with a really bad sci-fi movie because yeah. she is not into sci-fi. That no. is not her thing. And no. so I really just try to. It's become a competition. It has. I'm going to get you. <laughs> who can pick the worst movie. Yeah. And I think I'm winning. I think I've you made are. you do Mac and Me. And what did I, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Which was last year. That was so bad. And guess what? What? This one was worse. <laughs> oh my God. Worse was it really? Than the two combined. I'll take those two <gasps> any day you know over what? this. Mac and Me's good. Howard the Duck, really trash. This movie doesn't even deserve a cinematic piece of crap. We got to come up with something. <laughs> something new. Something new. You know what? Maybe, wow. that, maybe that will be the poll question on Spotify. <laughs> like what should our new badge be that's even worse than Getting a cinematic? Getting an enema of the state. <laughs> Okay, what did I say? Stop triggering me. (laughs) I'm done. I just throw my headphones. All right, so I usually pick a Matthew Lillard movie Mm -hmm. because he's also an Aquarius, and that's just kind of the vibe. But I'm not gonna lie. This year, I had a Matthew Lillard movie on Mm -hmm. my, you know, on my list, and I just wasn't feeling it. Wasn't feeling it. Still love him. Yeah, you're still the best. But Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I really want to watch this movie. Yeah. I actually had two movies picked out and I put up a poll on Instagram on my personal Instagram. Yeah. And this is the one they chose. Mm -hmm. They chose can't hardly wait. Yeah. I love this movie. I do. I feel like this is one that you either know it and you're like obsessed with it or you totally missed it. Like miss this one. Like Jake doesn't know this one. Easy to miss this one. Excuse me. What do you mean? It's good. I like it. Okay. Well, yeah. But what you just said was like mildly insulting. I probably would have never watched it had I not, you know, watched it with you. Had you not given birth to this angel on my own, I would not have (laughs) reached for it. Well, you know what? I'm going to try to 
to convince you okay. otherwise. Okay. Because I think that this movie, there are some things that do not hold up. I do want to note. Yeah. It is from the 90s. But overall, still fucking still a hilarious lands. movie. Yeah. So this is a 1998 romantic comedy. Mm. Uh, rated PG-13, though. And mm. at first I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, really? Because yeah. usually when you uh, are hitting me with a comedy and yeah. you go PG-13, yeah. I'm like, oh. Uh. Where's the ranch? No. <laughs> but it still had it. Where's the ranch? Uh, this has become somewhat of a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have my VHS tape that I have had since I was a kid. And I'm going to keep beating that thing to death because I love it. <laughs> the tagline is yesterday's history. Tomorrow's the future. Tonight's the party. Woo! I thought it was fitting for a birthday I episode. Mean, yeah. uh, remember, this movie does not have to be magical. That's and this one is not, but I did find magic in it. So ah. please bear with me, okay? It will all make sense it at the end. It will all make sense. Mm. So I love was, these ones. I do too. Yeah. We did ask our patrons yeah. because we get requests a lot for movies that are not magical. And so we asked our patrons, like, do you like when we do that? And they were like, yes. Like, we like when we you. Find- Find the magic in non-magical movies. And And so you know what? Yeah. We're going to do it more. Do it. St. Elmo's Fire is the one that stands out. That was great. How you found a magical element. 10 out of 10. I'm going to do it again, too. I just do St. Elmo's Fire every year. (laughs) Rob Lowe singing on the sweet, sweet sax. With the dangly earring. I've never forgotten about it. All right. So this was written and directed by Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfont. And here is your cast. Okay. This cast is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. If you like any 1990s, specifically late 90s, early 2000s movies, shows, pop culture, you will find those people in this movie. It is like a fucking, you know, roster of just those, the best actors from that time period. Minus Maddie L. Okay, well, you know, yeah, he was you, over there making cheese all that. I was going to say, why do you have to say that? Now I feel bad. I feel like I'm cheating on Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Don't do that to me. All right, ready? Yes. Ethan Embry, or as we have, have called him before, Ethan Embryo, a shirt w- will be coming. <laughs> That's a good mashup. What does that look like? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, he is Preston Myers. I love Ethan Embry. I, I do. do too. I think he's just one of the best actors from that time period. That thing you do is his best work. When he's hopping over the thing. Stop. Uh, we have Lauren Ambrose mm, as Denise her. Fleming. And yeah. I also love her. Yeah. If you like Six Feet Under, she's Claire in yes. Six Feet Under. I think she's gorgeous. I think she's yep. so cool in everything she's yep. in. I'll just watch yep. it because she's in it. Then we have Jennifer Love Hewitt as mm-hmm. Amanda Beckett. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Jay Love. Yes, Jay Love. Okay. <laughs> Lauren knows her personally. Um, I will say that she was good in this movie, hmm. but she kind of played the same character. She like, did. You could have plopped her from uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer into right this into movie this. Yeah. and you wouldn't have blinked an yes. eye. I think that is her modus operandi. And you know what? It worked for her. So you know what? Who's mad? Not me. Uh, you have Seth Green. I mean, there's the start right there. I was going to say, so I was okay with not doing a Maddie L movie because Seth Green Seth, yeah. was in this one mm-hmm. and he is Kenny Fisher. And he is so funny in this movie. Is like the one where he wears the goggles. Oh my all the god! Time? Yeah. He has a set of goggles on his head, and he his hair is twisted in like those little rubber bands. And I just I cannot. We all knew someone that acted like Seth Green in this movie, uh, so he's just ten out of ten. We have Charlie Corsmo as William Lichter. 
So wow. fucking funny. What a name. So funny. Yeah. We have Peter Fashionelli. I don't know if that's how you say that. Fashionelli. He's Mike Dexter. He's the jock, right? He's the dumb jock. And yeah. let me tell you, he is Carlisle Cullen. Yes. I, when every yeah. time I watch Twilight, I'm like, hey, Papa Carlisle, where do I know you from? And That's it was it. this fucking wow. movie. And he is such a douche yes. in this movie. Yes. And now every time I go to watch Twilight, I'm going to be like, I don't like you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I never made that connection, but I can see it as clear as day. It, once you figure yes. it out, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, next up, Sean Patrick Thomas had the biggest crush oh on him. Oh, my gosh. I love Sean Patrick Thomas. He is jock number two. I don't think I included who jock. That's no name. I don't think jock number one. Jock number two. Make the list. I don't think I included jock number one. You must not have stood out to me. Make the cut. (laughs) I'm so sorry, because we have Freddie Rodriguez as jock number three, and I also had a big crush on. I had a crush on pretty much everyone in the '90s. And then that's another six feet under alum, right? Yeah, so we're going to get to that okay. later. Like, this is one of those where, like, there are clueless people in here. Uh, Everyone yeah. was in Six Feet Under. Like, yeah. again, every 90s thing yeah. had these people in I it. I love it. Next up, Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and she is your book girl. Your that's book. A, that's a hard one to say. Your book girl. Your book. Uh, she's just running around trying to get everyone to sign yeah, it's an her yearbook. Job. You know what? There's one of those in every one of these Absolutely. like high school movies. And she's just, she's hilarious. And she's only in like one or two scenes and she steals the show. Mm. Uh, then we have Chris Owen as Klepto Kid. Do you know who that is? Chris Owen. Uh-huh. He's the one from Angus. The redhead. The redhead. Oh my God, from I love Ang- him so Laura much. loves this kid. I <laughs> love him. So the thing about this movie is there are so many background characters mm-hmm. and he's one of them. He does not say a word yeah. and you just see him. He's called Klepto Kid because you just see him stealing stuff in random scenes in this movie. But again, he stands out like yeah. all of these little characters who maybe don't even say anything. Yeah. Are so funny. They steal the show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then you have Michelle Brookhurst as Girl Whose Party It Is. <laughs> and I had to bring her up because, again, she's fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> so funny. They don't even get names. They don't even get names. Here's how many. So I just had to include the other cameos yeah. because there were so many. So, I could not list. Are yeah, you ready? Yeah. Jason Siegel. Oh, my And gosh. this was his film debut. And wow. the whole time he is sexually licking a watermelon. Mm. I was kind of like, Ooh, what are you doing there? No, I'm just <laughs> weird. Yeah, he was he was caressing it. I don't know. Go watch the movie. <laughs> then we have Donald Faison. I don't uh, know if Faison. that's how is that how you say yeah. his name? Uh-huh. Again, from, from Clueless, Clueless, Scrubs, hilarious. Yeah. Then you have Jamie Presley. Oh yeah, she's so funny. Uh-huh. Brecken Meyer, also from Clueless. Also from Clueless. Jerry O'Connell. Uh, cherry uh, flavored we, lo- we love Jerry O'Connell, Eric Balfour, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's, he's from Six Feet from Under. Six Feet yeah. Under. Uh, Marisol Nichols, mm-hmm. who is in Riverdale, but she was also in Vegas Vacation with, with Ethan, Ethan Embry. Embry. So this again, where's Alice Piazeki with the chart? <laughs> I need to write every, chart of <laughs> everyone down. Clea Duvall. 
love her pops up. Well, you know, that's funny. You said that because when you said, um, Lauren Ambrose, I, I was thinking she's all that and, uh, Clea Duvall's character in that very yeah, kind of similar. similar. Yes. Then you have Leslie Grossman, Leslie Grossman. Uh, she's in a lot of the American horror stories. She's oh, very funny. Okay. Selma Blair. Oh my goodness. Pops up. And then you have Amber Benson. Oh, from, from Buffy. Buffy. So again, I mean, wow. this cast, if Stellar. you like this era, go watch this movie just to see who you can spot. Yeah. Because Amber Benson is in like one scene. Oh my goodness. And I think she's like supposed to be high and she's staring at a banana. <laughs> so very me. Okay. <laughs> um, again, I do want to say that this movie is from the nineties. So as per usual with these movies, mm. there is some stuff that you're going to be like, don't like Yikes. that. Some stuff does not pass the vibe check. Yeah. Just so you know, are you ready for the I'm rundown? I'm so ready. This is one of those movies where there's a lot happening yeah. because there's a lot of characters. Yeah. So again, stay with me. That I think that was your longest character list ever. Do you see like so many, so many huge cameos. actors though? All right, here's your rundown. We open in 1998 at Huntington Hillside High. Hmm. Uh, it's their graduation. Oh, right. Their high school graduation. As the kids are getting ready to turn their tassels, we Ooh. hear some whispers about A, a big party happening later that Ooh. night, of course, and B, the messy breakup of the two most popular kids in school, <gasps> Mike Dexter and Amanda Beckett. Mm -hmm. Papa Carlisle and Jennifer Love Hewitt. There you go. Okay. Uh, cut to cute but awkward Preston Myers. Mm. Ethan Embry, like, even if he doesn't mean to be, he's just so, like, quirky. Right? <laughs> he really is. He really is. Uh, he has been waiting for this news about the breakup mm -hmm. his entire high school career mm -hmm. because he is madly in love with Amanda. Oh, All this right. is his moment. I this can is feel his it. Moment, I can see it coming. And he sees this party as fate nudging them together. This uh, is when he's going to make his move. Yikes. So what I do like is as awkward. we... Awkward. <laughs> yeah, we see where this is going. As we meet the main characters, there's like little yearbook type entries that pop up okay. that give you some information about that. the... I really do mm. love it. Like their name, their activities, their future plans and quotes. Okay. Yeah. Preston is like a writer. Uh -huh. I think he's going to, yeah. I don't know, NYU or something, whatever. Yeah. And his quote was like Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> okay. You see where we're at. Uh, Preston insists that his antisocial outcast best friend, Denise, mm -hmm. her activities, none. <laughs> She's very me. I just, uh, yeah. I do not participate. I do not I participate. Not but like, she's like so sweet, yeah. but she's just like also go fuck yeah. yourself at the same time. <laughs> um, he, Preston wants her to come to the party with him mm -hmm. and she reluctantly agrees because they're best buddies. BFFs. So now on to Mike Dexter, mm -hmm. his quote, just win baby. <laughs> just win. He's a classic jock meathead. My autocorrect said meatball. Say. <laughs> Classic meatball. Either or. <laughs> Either. I do love a meatball. Uh, who is convincing his classic jock friends, mm -hmm. numbers one, two, and three, apparently. Of course. Uh, to also break up with their lame ass girlfriends, uh, his quote, not yeah. mine, because there's no way they're hotter than the college women they're uh -huh. all about to meet uh -huh. after graduation. There you go. Of course. My eyes, every time he was on screen, I was I like, roll. Go, go away. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cut to William Lichter. Mm -hmm. He's a valedictorian, smart as hell. He's mm -hmm. heading to Harvard. Yeah. His list of, you know, extracurriculars was just the massive. Whole the whole page. He plans to finally get his revenge on ass bag Mike Dexter mm -hmm. after years of torture. 
bullying. Yes. He's the smart kid. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the jock's yeah. got to pick you know. on him. Yeah. Classic. William goes through a bunch of examples of said torture. I had to write this. Down. I was laughing so hard. He goes, exhibit B, an eye patch I wore for a month after Mike beamed me with a raisin. And <laughs> Homac. <laughs> My parents took me to a 3D film festival. I saw no third dimension. <laughs> Neither does anybody else. He is so funny. This actor, like, I just got to give you your props because he was making me fucking cackle the whole time. All right. So tonight at this big party, yeah. William will finally fight back with the help of his two friends who are wearing shirts that read, trust no one. And the truth is out there. They're obsessed with the X-Files. They name drop David Duchovny yeah. at one point. It's me and Jake. <laughs> 10 out of 10, like, if you want to know what it's like to hang out with me and Jake, go watch these two. (laughs) So they have a whole plan that involves homemade chloroform because they're, like, really smart. (laughs) They're like, we whipped this up in the science lab. Yeah. So they've got this whole thing planned out. All right, now on to Kenny Fisher. This Uh, is Seth Green. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I just had a vision of a picture of you from Forks, Washington with Papa Carlisle's Oh, I know. Lab coat. Yeah, (laughs) we're connecting a lot. This is where my brain goes. I'm like, where's the lab coat? They're sciencey. They're making chloroform. Papa Carlisle. We're in Forks, Washington. You know what? Oh my gosh! If you kept up with what she just said, that's what our brains have yourself a cookie. Because (laughs) (laughs) all right, so Kenny Fisher, Seth Green. Yeah, his quote: "Picture me rolling." (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, He has his own plan for Mm -hmm. the evening. Yeah. To finally have sex with literally anyone. He's just trying to have I'm sex. Not picky. He's not picky. <laughs> he has never had sex before, and it's about time. And tonight's the night. Tonight's the night, and he's even coming prepared with a love kit, he called it, <laughs> which is a backpack full of like sex toys, scented candles. I think I saw a feather in there. Condoms. You know what? If you would whip that out, I'd be like, okay, hold on. First of all, I'm impressed. <laughs> but second of all, ooh. Um, again, with his outfit, his ensemble, I don't even know if the I The chances can... of him getting lucky, not good. Slim to none, my guy, slim to none. But also why was I like, it's Seth Green. So I was like, you're so cute. I mean, okay. right. All right. So now it's time for the party. Yeah. Preston and Denise pull up mm-hmm. and Preston reveals that his plan is to finally give Amanda a very heartfelt letter that he wrote years ago. Again, wow. he's a writer. He's a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. Enough said. (laughs) Enough said. As they're sitting in the car, Preston turns on the radio and is graced with Barry Manilow's Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Do you want to sing it to me? You came and you came without me. I don't know all the words. Laura was a fan of Lowe. I was a fan of Lowe. You just disappointed fan of Lowe's ever. You couldn't even give me the tune. I had the beach towel. I had everything (laughs) on the Barry Manilow website. Every... Every tchotchke. All I could I think of. That bore my love of tchotchkes, maybe. Barry Manilow, thank you for, thank you for that. All Man, I, I used to think I was the coolest <laughs> thing since sliced bread when I'd pull up in my beach towel. And you know what? Everybody was laughing I was going to say, girl. And you know what? They all had the Bee Gees posters hanging up and the Andy Gibbs. And here I am. And my with Barry the, Manilow with your Manilow? Shit. You was, chose Manilow? I was a laughing stock. <laughs> I was a laughing stock. <laughs> You chose Manilow over the Robin Gibb? Right. You know, know what? Shame. I'm a laughing Shame talk. on I'm you and your stuff. bloodline, which is me, self-burn. <laughs> well, you know, you carried that torch for a long time. I do have mm-hmm. my Bee Gees lunchbox to, you know, write that wrong. <laughs> so Preston takes hearing this Mandy song as a sign, a sign. from fate, mm-hmm. fate themselves, yeah. uh, because Amanda 
Mandy. A little bit of a stretch you know, there, guy, but you know what? We'll give it to you. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So the party is as you would expect mm-hmm. if you've ever seen one of yeah. these movies. Kegger! Yes, everyone's getting wild and rapid. Jumping off the roofs. <laughs> I know. You know what? I will say I did respect that they had all of the car keys in like a fishbowl. Oh, and I yeah. was like, wow, how I responsible. I think you usually see that in those 90s movies because that would be really irresponsible. Yeah, so to I was, not do that. You know what? I was shocked then because yeah. I was like, were we that responsible? Of course not. Okay. So you know yeah. what? They like to make us think that we were. Filmmakers were trying not to, you know, <laughs> I was like, to take on any culpability. I was like four when this movie came out. I don't know who. I'm like, we. <laughs> we as the 90s. <laughs> we were telling you to go party and jump off roofs, but be responsible, be responsible and put your car keys in a bowl. Yes. Uh, yeah. Everyone's getting wild. Yeah. Okay. Kenny is on the prowl with his goggles. <laughs> Melissa. <And his laughs> Sex, sex, his bag. sex kit. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart is still trying to get every senior to sign her yearbook, and there's even a band playing. And their name is Love Burger. I'm not going to go into their storyline because it is like a side note, but fucking hilarious. hilarious. It's, they're so funny. Love Burger. They're all like, can we wear our own band t-shirts? No, that's lame. And I was like, I've had that conversation before. Like, is it lame? <laughs> to wear your own band t-shirt? Like maybe like, I mean, as I'm wearing an Uncle Bob's Magic yeah, Cabinet sweatshirt right? right now. So I mean, I feel like you have to, you know, if you're not going to shout from the rooftops and praise yourself, sing your praises. I mean, who else is going to? You know what, Lore? TM. Right. TM. Okay. Those are words. Words of wisdom. Those are words. <laughs> <laughs> of wisdom. Uh, so we're finally introduced to the infamous Amanda. Up until this point, you have not like seen her, mm. which I did kind of like. Does she come in in a slow-mo roll with her hair flipping in the wind? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I can sing the song that she walks into. She's like, her hair is just quaffly blowing in the, blowing in the breeze. That's can, what I just said. Can your hair quaffly blow? I don't think so. It's just quaff. But you know what? It had a lot of volume. <laughs> and a lot of hairspray. A lot of Aquanet. <laughs> a lot of hairspray. No one light a fire around her. She will go up oh in a flame. Oh, uh, But yeah, she like slowly walks in. She's in. like, she does her Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah, thing. of course. Everyone stops what they're doing to look. But <laughs> she looks rather uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Intentionally. Right. Okay, she's, she kind of doesn't want the attention. Mm-hmm. All right, so William and his henchmen, all right, their plan is in place. (laughs) But it starts to go awry when William accidentally gets a bit intoxicated. Oh, no. He has, like, a card in his pocket that Mm -hmm. scientifically tells him how much he can drink without, like, losing his faculties. Again, he he's miscalculated. Like, he's like the nerd and he miscalculated because he's never drank before and he gets tanked like right off the bat. Uh, yeah. He swigs in. And he's like Same. fucking, but he like turns into the life of the party. At one point he sings a really kick-ass version of Paradise City. Love it. And when I was a kid, I thought he was like the coolest in this scene. I was like, fuck yeah, William, go. William's like, that would be me. It would so be me. One sip of alcohol and I'm like, take me down. <laughs> Oh, shit. Anyway, Kenny and Denise Mm -hmm. end up locked in a bathroom together. Uh They're my favorite Mm -hmm. storyline. Kenny was trying to freshen up and practice some sex moves. (laughs) He's like humping the air. (laughs) Seth Green, I love you. Oh, my goodness. And Denise was simply trying to hide from, from people, the people because she's so antisocial and someone smashed a pot brownie on her face. <laughs> and so she's trying to get it off. <laughs> she's not having I a good time. I thought you said she was, you know, trying to eat the crumbs, but apparently No, she not. was like, get me the fuck out of here, please. <laughs> 
So Preston keeps trying to get to Amanda all yeah. night. Okay. But so is literally every other guy who has heard about her breakup, right? She's the most popular girl yeah, in school. She's on the market. So she's slowly getting more aggravated at even the sight of a man. Yeah. Laura knows the feeling. Yeah. Laura's <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't I have a man? A man approaches her. Ooh, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> So Preston, at this point, he's getting a little discouraged, okay? And he throws away his love letter. He's like, fuck this. And he hops in his car only for the radio to rub it in his face again with songs like Love Hurts by Nazareth. (laughs) Give it to me. Love Hurts. Ooh, Ooh, Love Hurts. That was actually really good. pretty good. And once again, Mandy. Call us. We'll do your wedding. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> Us, we pull up to your wedding and we're the band. Ooh. Yeah. Like, uh, nah. <laughs> we would be Steve Buscemi in the wedding singer. <laughs> 100%. I knew where you were going. Exactly I know. <laughs> because it's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. Uh, and again, he hears Mandy from Barry Manilow uh, because they're playing it every hour on the hour to celebrate Manilow's birthday. Manilow. <laughs> Manilow the Fanilow. So he's being tortured by the song Mandy, which again, he takes as a sign. Right. So as he's trying to call the radio station to hopefully talk to Barry Manilow himself. (laughs) Get some advice. He's like, please. Preston meets a woman in an angel costume. She's a dancer. So she's dressed in like a sexy angel costume who gives him a chat about fate. Uh, Again, another mm -hmm. sign in Preston's eyes. But unbeknownst to Preston, Amanda finds his letter in a bowl of Chex Mix. <laughs> I had to rewind. I was like, was that chips or was that Chex Mix? Chex Mix. And I saw the little bagel chips that we uh, all say we don't like, but we do. It no, was Chex that's, Mix. That's the last grab go. No, that's what I grabbed first. The bagel whites? Yeah, like the little brown bagel chips? No. You're li- that's what I'm saying. You're lying, though, because mm. they're good. They're, no, really, the they're really seasoned. What do you mean? It's the Chex. You know, back in my day. You know what I don't like? Back in my stick. (laughs) Bland. (laughs) No seasoning. You know, back in my day, you made your own Chex Mix. There wasn't any Chex Mix in a bag. Lord, go to a store. No, there weren't. You made your own Chex Mix. Then they were like, hey, it's a good marketing tool. Let's put this shit in a bag and sell this shit. <laughs> back in my day, back in my day, we didn't even have you name had brand checks and the pretzels and the bagel bites, and those weren't even a, a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants. It's gonna happen. Or poop my pants. There's a first poop joke. <laughs> oh shit! All right, when Amanda finds this letter in the checks mix, she's like, "Wow, somebody finally sees me yeah. for who I am, not just this popular girl." Wow. He's speaking to my soul. Oh, of course. But she, I'm in love. But she doesn't know who Preston is, <laughs> which is mildly insulting because he's been sitting next and to her. Kind of, and kind of the problem. I mean, that's the, I mean, kind that's of the, the point, yeah. right? He has been sitting next to her for the last four years of their high school career. And she's like, who? Somebody finally sees me. Who is it? Although I don't see them. <laughs> Yeah, like, they're not popular. Ain't that a slice of the old dick pie? It All is. right. Heading down Hershey Highway. <laughs> you know what? Top notch. That was a good poop joke. <laughs> he might take the cake for that one. All right. Meanwhile, Kenny and Denise, who again are locked in the bathroom together. Does he have a sex kit? He does have a sex kit. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> she's so blunt. She's like, guy, give it up. 
Uh, they used to be really close friends. Mm. This is why I like their storyline. And she's like, yeah, you ditched me when you tried to like do whatever the hell you're yeah. doing here. Yeah. And so they start to kind of like make amends a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. They let their guard down and they actually connect with each other in the bathroom. They nice. really connect. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. They eventually they use get, that sex kit. And you know what? what you know what I was thinking? This what? shows my age. I was like, you're laying your head on a stranger's bathroom floor. There's pee on there. Or poop. (laughs) Someone could have had an enema in the bathroom. And you don't even know. But like, ew. (laughs) If it's my own bathroom, I know what went down in there. That just reminds me of her. You a couple weeks ago, you're like, I just read something that said, do you know the amount of germs around the toilet? (laughs) Yeah, like close the lid when you flush. (laughs) Please. Ew. Yeah, that makes this scene a lot less sexy and cute. But <laughs> sorry to ruin you know. it for everyone. So things are not going as great for Mike Dexter, the popular guy. Right. All right. Who's realized he's kind of a fucking immature nightmare. Mm-hmm. He's a loser who's definitely going to peak in high school, yeah. which is reinforced when Amanda denies his public plea to get back together. Ah, nice. And he's finally the one humiliated. I've been trying to get rid of your ass for three years. She's like, boy, get the fuck out of here. Get out. And ew, his whole speech, ew, it makes me feel icky. Because he's just like, you don't want to take me back? And I'm like, uh, oh, buddy, pop a Carlisle, pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Forks. Uh, so a drunk William, mm-hmm. after his Paradise City performance, yeah. sees this as his chance to finally humiliate take him, take him Mike. Take down a couple Because he's already kind of been taken yeah. down, right? But the two end up connecting drunkenly uh. <laughs> after Mike apologizes. There's like a little heartwarming moment. It goes away quickly. Don't, you know, get your hopes up too much. (laughs) Preston arrives back at the party after the angel kind of showed him, you know. Showed him the light. Showed him fate is still, yes. Um, And he finally makes his move on Amanda. Well, it's about damn time. But it does not go well because, again, she does not realize he's the one who wrote the letter. And she thinks he's just another guy trying to, like, move Mm. in and be a sleaze Mm -hmm. right when she just broke up. She's She's like, you know what? You're pathetic. And I'm like, oh, I know. She rips into him and I did shed a tear. I was like, oh, that's really (laughs) (laughs) this hurts. This hurts a little bit. But later she realizes, Uh, oh, fuck. Because she gets the bright idea. I done fucked up. She gets the bright idea to look in Melissa Joan Hart's yearbook. And compare the lighting. And find the who, lighting. who is Preston. Handwriting analysis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, no, she. I can conclude. She flips to find Preston's name because it was written on the letter. One, there's only one Preston in I the mean, entire yearbook. Yeah, like probably. Is wow. that a common name, Lore? I mean. It's not like it's fucking John. Maybe in that town it was. <laughs> Laura's got attitude. I'm not sure why. <laughs> okay, so the party gets busted up by the cops. Classic. Yeah. We've all been there, right? Yeah. Uh, Kenny and Denise become a cute little thing. There's yep. a scene at the end where she is like telling Preston that they got together and she looks back at Seth Green. He's sitting in a cafe and he has whipped cream all over his nose. <laughs> He's like, hi. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. <laughs> Uh, Mike and William get arrested, mm. but douchebag Mike takes the fall. Oh, nice. So that William doesn't get in trouble with his parents. Because he's a genius. He's yes. going to Harvard or he's something. He's going yeah. to Harvard. And again, this is, you know, yeah. out of character for him. Mike's so not Mike going takes anywhere the but the end of the bar stool. Mike, you're finding <laughs> your way right into the shitter. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 
And Preston and Amanda finally come face to face at the train station and they share a little smooch. Now, I will say I am I hate on screen kisses. I think mm-hmm. that usually mm-hmm. you could tell that the people don't want to kiss and yeah. that they're awkward. This very one awkward. was kind of cute. Was it? It was very cute. romantic. <sighs> anyway, the end mm-hmm. <laughs> that made it even more so. You're welcome. <laughs> The end gives us a rundown on uh-huh. where our characters end up. Okay. Yeah. And I'm taking this directly from the film. Okay. William became one of the most popular students at Harvard. Of, of course. course. Called Charisma. Look it up. <laughs> he formed his own computer company that has made him worth millions. Paradise and, City. Yes, exactly. Is, was I right? <laughs> <laughs> they recorded him singing that at, at the party. And no, he... <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has been dating a supermodel. Of course. So he's, you know, and he's, I mean, doing, he's doing just, just fine. fine. Mike went to college, but after drinking too much, lost his football scholarship. Okay. Damn. Who didn't see that come in? Mm-hmm. He ended up 40 pounds overweight and working in a car wash. Damn. A job he lost when incriminating Polaroids surfaced. And you will get that if you watch the movie. He's working with Walter White. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, too. Anytime I pass a car wash, I'm like, are you laundering money in there? (laughs) Um, The day after the party, Denise and Kenny went to a diner, hence the whipped cream on the nose. Of course. Five minutes later, Denise dumped Kenny because they kind of annoy each other. But 10 minutes later, they found yet another bathroom and got together, Uh. got back together. (laughs) Maybe let's try somewhere other than the bathroom. bathroom. Or don't. Ooh, I mean, a diner bathroom. Stop it, Laura. Yikes. Stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, you stop it. Just made my stomach do some flip flops. You stop it right now. <laughs> uh, seven hours later, Preston finally boarded a train to Boston. Remember, he mm-hmm. was supposed right. to go to Boston, right. but then she rushed to the blah blah blah. Amanda wrote him a letter for every day that he was away. Of course, and they are still together. Oh, lovely. And Williams' two ex-file loving friends are abducted by aliens. <laughs> That's the last thing you see, and I absolutely love it. They look up, and they're like, yay, finally get me out of here. <laughs> and scene. Cut. That's a movie. That is cute. Isn't that yeah, fun? Yeah, It, like, again, some of it didn't hold up, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I was like, yeah. wow, this is just a funny cute. fucking movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, but as you were telling me it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember the Paradise yeah. City. Yeah. It's so good. good. Mm-hmm. There are so many little like side stories yeah. that I didn't even get to that yeah. are just, oh my God. Mwah. Love it. And we've all, you know, I don't know how old you are, but most of us have graduated high school by this point. And this is kind of like mm-hmm. what it feels like yeah. when you're about to close that chapter yeah. and move on to the next. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so what the fuck is my lesson? What the heck is it? Again, it's my birthday. I didn't have to do a lesson. That's right. But I saw an, an opportunity. Yes. I'm going to talk about shuffle mancy. I bet you don't know what that is. Shuffle mancy. Yes. I knew, I knew you were going to say that to me. All right. So Preston speaks a lot about fate, mm-hmm. which I was like, we could have talked about that, but yeah. we've already discussed we, that we many have, times. Yeah. But he also at least kind of uses music divination you heard what i said about barry manilow mandy the love hurts and this is something that pops up in Mm, rom-coms a lot like they'll turn on the radio and the song will apply to their exact situation i think serendipity is a great example that's a really sarah smile smile. (laughs) yes exactly you'll see that a lot so you know what yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. You can't, <laughs> you can't bring up Hall and Oates without me hitting a note or two. <laughs> 
So Ooh, trouble for hauling out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look into what that. A one, what a one, bummer. One is suing the other, and we all know. Did I hear a restraining order was in effect? Probably. My and goodness. we all know who it is. We all know who it is. We all know mm-hmm. who it is. Go look it up. It's not right. Oates. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew it wasn't Oats. Not my Oats. Hashtag not my Oats. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give you the the definition of divination. This is like my favorite thing to talk about is divination because that's, I feel like the kind of witch I am. Yeah. This is the practice of determining the hidden significance or cause of events, Mm -hmm. sometimes foretelling the future by various natural, psychological, supernatural, or other techniques. Mm -hmm. Mm, My favorite. You have a question, divination is going to help you find it. Divination has an answer. Um, So that's... I'm going to give you the definition of canticomancy. Mm, I said what? it wrong. The word can't. can't. The, the word come is in there. So I, I keep getting distracted and I don't know how to say it. You know what? Look it up. Okay. This is the divination using music and lyrics. Ah. And so there's not a lot of information on this because I okay. think it is maybe kind of like new. It's a little more modern. Yeah, okay. But I believe canticomancy. Mm-hmm. or however you mm-hmm. say it, is the more like general term. Okay. And then shufflemancy, which is, is what I want to talk about, is under the umbrella of okay. that. And this is a specific type of music divination. Okay. Does that Great. make sense? Yes. All right. So shufflemancy is a more modern form of divination that involves shuffling music from a playlist Ooh. to find the answers you're looking for. Oh my gosh, that's mm. interesting. This is fun. And yeah. this, the reason I wanted to do this here is because this soundtrack, I'll get it's to it in a minute, but it's yeah. so good. Yeah. So unlike some forms of divination, this requires no deep knowledge of the tool or extensive practice. Right. So think like tarot, yeah. runes, you kind of have to know about the tool. Right. This is anyone's game anyone can do it so instead you move mainly off of intuition so this is a good form of divination for just about anyone especially if you're just starting out or if you feel very connected to music Mm -hmm. i would look into this Mm -hmm. so here is what you do it's kind of simple shuffle Okay, yeah. Lore, how'd you Ask know? Ask your question <laughs> and hit shuffle. Okay, you know what? Fuck you. Let me explain it. Step one, uh-huh. make a specific shufflemancy playlist oh. or you can use one you've already created. Some people say to use only songs that hold a special meaning to you. I completely disagree. Hmm. Almost entirely, I feel like that's going to get you the same answer. All the time. All the time. I personally would just make sure that whatever playlist you're using or the one you make covers various vibes and has a decent amount of songs. Okay. Uh, So different genres, different moods, different tones so that you're not getting the same answer answer. over and over again. Like a magic eight ball. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Step two. Yeah. Focus on your question. This is always a part of divination, right? This could be general, could be more specific. I would say that yes or no, like strictly yes or no questions might be a little tricky here, but you could give it a shot. You know what? Give it a try. A generalization. Yeah. Like what direction do I go or am I moving in the right? You know, I don't know. A little more. Left turn, Clyde. Okay, yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, Some write their question or intention down, and some just focus on it. Dealer's choice, up to you. Uh Step three, choose a number. 
And you can do this however you want. You can roll a dice. You can pick from a deck of cards. You can use a number randomizer. You can ask someone to pick a number for you. Think of one yourself. Literally, however you choose to find a number. Yeah. It's up to you. Love it. Step four, once you have that number, shuffle your playlist that many times or skip songs that many times. Oh. But make sure you're focusing on your question or intention while you're doing so. So example, if 18 is my number, I will stop on the 18th shuffle and whatever Uh, song it lands on, that is going to contain my answer. Ooh, interesting. I like this. And I feel like a lot of our listeners will like this. We've got a lot of playlist makers in our midst. Yes. Yes. So the song that plays Mm -hmm. on that shuffle contains your answer somewhere. This could be in the music. Yeah. In the title. Okay. In the lyrics. Yeah. In the lyrics. The lyrics. (laughs) In the cover art. Mm -hmm. This is where it's going to get a little like you have to interpret. Which is step five. So this is where it could get tricky depending on where you're at in your intuition or mm-hmm, divination mm-hmm, journey. Mm-hmm. Interpreting is kind of the tricky yeah, part. Right. But how does it make it you feel? It always says what I wanted to say. Yeah. How does the song make you feel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there a specific memory tied to this song? Mm. Are the lyrics literally spelling out your answer? Yes, okay. That could yes. be the case. What is the artist's story? Maybe your answer mm. lies with the musician. Uh, Look at the album or cover art. What do you see? So Mm. don't take it so literally. You know what I mean? It might not spell out the answer for you. You might have to interpret everything about that song, even the the instrumentals. Maybe the song doesn't have lyrics. Oh my gosh. You know what would be difficult? What? As if your song landed on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Looking at that album cover art. Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, you know what? I went, I went Bee Gees. And I thought, get a new hairdo because <laughs> the, 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 hey, tomorrow, girl, tomorrow. Cheers to that. The first thing I think of is coiffed hair when I think of the Bee Gees and Sergeant Pepper. And funky gold medallions. Funky gold medallions. <laughs> so at the end of the day, music is all about how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. right? So maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah. How am I feeling? When I'm listening to this song and then go from there, Uh, write down what stands out to you and not before long, your answer will be found. Interesting. I love this. This is fun. So that's about it. It's pretty easy. Again, anyone can do this. That's a really good, you know, beginning type thing and And anybody could do it. Anyone can do it as a little treat for you all to get you started just for fun. Okay. Because this could be like as serious or unserious as you want it to be but i'm gonna get you started for okay. fun i made a playlist of songs all from the year 1998 when this movie came out okay i will be using some of the songs from this soundtrack because again it was fucking so good <laughs> and you can use this playlist if you would Whoa. like to start your shuffle mancy journey i love it i take my playlists very seriously yes, do. i don't just choose songs willy-nilly all right you so sure don't. you know what this is going to be fun you can Ooh. find this playlist on patreon I will make this one available for even the free tiers so love that it. you can kind of dip your toe in. Isn't I that? I love it. Isn't that exciting? That's fun and exciting. I was very excited about Ooh, this I lesson. I you like, I'm not telling you. Laura asked me what my lesson was and I was like, don't even mm-hmm. fucking ask me. Yeah. I'm saving it. I'm not telling you. So you know what? Happy divinating. Ooh, Divining? sounds fun. 
Divining? Divinating. I don't know. You know what? Tomato, Do your tomato. thing and let us know what happens. Yeah, fun. <gasps> so fun. Ooh. I have so many playlists and I feel like I'm like I'm actually going to try to use this because like Preston does, I've used the radio before. Oh, and yeah. you could do that too. That's sure. kind of a different thing. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Music is a form of divination. I like that. I like that too. Yes. Mm, fun. There's my lesson. I do have a fuck ton of fun and random facts. All right. Because again, this movie was a biggie. Okay. Uh, The title of this film is a reference to a song by the same name from rock band, The Replacements. I do like The Replacements. Mm -hmm. The movie's original title was The Party. I don't like that as much. You know, it just doesn't land. Can't Hardly Wait almost doesn't make sense. But you know what? I don't care. I feel like it does in this movie. I feel like it does. Because they're, yeah, you know, (laughs) Lord Trash, Trash. Um, the writers were in part inspired by the party scene from 1989's Say Anything. Uh-huh. And that is so interesting because every single time I watch this movie, it reminds me of Say Anything. Mm. Do you mm. know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think of her singing Joe. 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 And I Joe. think they all put their keys in Ger- a bo- Yeah, they do. They, they do. do. Because, uh, yeah, John Cusack is like, and I think it's um, Eric... The guy, oh shit, what's his name? Eric Stoltz. Is it really? Is in that. Oh my gosh. I think gosh. he's the, is he either having the party or he's the last one in the keys? But I mean, hey, that's a good time because you see Jeremy Piven with hair. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you really? And I say think anything? My, he might be jock number two. <laughs> he's in Say Anything? Yeah, him and Why John Cusack used to be really good friends. Oh my, you're like used to <laughs> used be. Used to There's be. some drama. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting when I read that because mm-hmm. I picked up on that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. cool. Joe. Joe. <laughs> uh, the script was changed last minute from R to PG-13 mm-hmm. and a lot of party hard scenes were cut. Uh, Apparently bummer. there was a character that was so drunk that they had to give her subtitles. Oh <laughs> And I think that's hilarious. I really wish that would have been in there. That's funny. So funny. Uh, Scream was released shortly before this in 1996. Hmm. And its massive success spiked a demand for teen films. Ah. Thus giving this one a bigger budget than they intended. I think it was going to be an independent film and then someone picked it up. Wow, nice. Hence the cast, probably. Oh my gosh, what a great cast. Um, Ethan Embry has said that he doesn't really remember filming this movie because he was super stoned. The entire, the entire time. time. You know what? I couldn't tell. You know what? 10 out of 10. <laughs> on he your always looks job. super stoned. Maybe he does. Yeah. He always does. Maybe not in The Walking Dead when he gets his face bitten off, but. Lore, spoiler. Ooh, bummer. You know I mean, if you haven't seen The Walking Dead yet, holy heck, that was like 10 you know seasons what, you ago. You know what? True. True. <laughs> um, he supposedly has never seen this movie the whole way through. Wow. And Jennifer Love Hewitt gave him a teddy bear full of breath mints before their big kissing scene at the end there because he smoked so much weed that he smelled like weed. He smelled like a skunk. And she was like, maybe try a breath mint. Wow. I mean, Mildly not just insulting. one, apparently 200 breath A teddy bear full. You know what? The message was read loud Here's and clear. Manaka. J-Love. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Why don't you just get on my level and then we don't have to worry about this. <laughs> That's what I would have said. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm mildly insulted for him. Anyway. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to eat this breastfeed and I'm going to smoke even more. smoke even more weed. And not even remember where the fuck Give I am. Give me a lip lock, Jenny Lowe. It was a cute kiss though, so joke's on you. All right. The film takes place on June 17th, 1998, which was Barry Manilow's 55th birthday. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> Somebody else is a famalo. <laughs> yeah, who's a famalo here? Um, some 90s, early 2000s things that I spotted. Mm-hmm. A cootie catcher. You remember those? <laughs> Mm-hmm. A Game Boy, uh, a Walkman cassette player. Oh my gosh. Okay, lots of cargo shorts. Good thing we left those back there. And you know what? The Whimsigoth aesthetic, which has now come back around, was very, you Heavy could there. spot it here. Mm. And I did see a wallet chain. Do you Whoa. remember those? Yes. I, I, I occasionally wore, see those now. And then. I wore one. I did for many years. With your Jenko jeans. <laughs> oh boy. I was a poster child for this era. And your Amy Brown. Amy Brown. Picture this. Amy Brown shirt, Jenko jeans, Velcro wallet on a chain. And your Betty Page. Uh... Betty Page shoelaces. I had it going on. <laughs> At least I thought I did. Um, there were four cast members who appeared in Six Feet Under. Mm. Lauren Ambrose. Yes. Freddie Rodriguez. Yes. Peter Fashionelli was apparently in there. Oh, really? Yeah. And Eric Balfour. Oh, fun. Um, and a fuck ton of them appeared in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. I did want to note, again, this is kind of Seth like, Green. I think I saw someone from Bring It On in there. Oh. This is all, but uh, Amber Benson, Seth Green, and a ton of others mm. were in Buffy. Like cameo Yes. There you go. Interesting. Uh, Charlie Corsmo was studying physics at MIT when he was offered this role. So very fitting <laughs> for him and his character. Again, he was almost the best part of this oh film. My gosh. He really was. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart was filming the second season of Sabrina the Teenage Witch at the same time as this. Wow. And she needed to take B12 vitamins to stay energized because she was Dude. doing a lot of night same girl. I got patches. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to hook you up with a B12 batch? I got a B. Call me. <laughs> I got the hook up. Uh, this movie is loosely based on Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. What? Which is near Philadelphia. I had uh, to look it up. Okay. And the high school where one of the directors grew up. That's hilarious. And the yearbook that Melissa Joan Hart uses in the movie is actually from a Philadelphia area high school named Plymouth White Marsh. Wow. It's like the actual yearbook. Yeah. So you know what? Go spot your teacher <laughs> in that yearbook. In the yearbook. Uh, all right. Seth Green, Brecken Meyer, and two other cast members from this film would later appear together in 2001's Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my gosh. That movie was so bad, but so good. <sighs> yeah. I think you, did you cover that? You covered that. No. No. But I will. No. <laughs> One don't day give me, don't I will. Give me that next year for your birthday. I will. Uh, speaking of Brecken Meyer, him and writer Debbie Kaplan dated during oh. filming and eventually married. Oh. I don't think they're together anymore, Bummer. but they have two daughters together. Dollars. Two dollars. Got two dollars. Buy two dollars. To rub between them. It's been a long yeah. week. Two daughters <laughs> together. Uh, at one point, Jerry O'Connell lets out a big burp, and it was real. A man after my own heart, because it was a pretty impressive burp. When I read that, I was like, "Really? Good one. How'd you get? The, how'd you do that? Yeah." yeah. Um, also real was the complete destruction of the house at the end of the party. Mm. The directors gave the cast thumbs up to completely trash the place and they achieved that goal in one hour. Holy shit. Can you imagine just being like told, yeah, fucking, I would let out so much rage. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, the items Klepto Kid steals throughout the film are as follows. I yeah. thought this was funny mm-hmm. as hell. A small statue from the party. Okay. A Love Burger t-shirt from the band. Home of po- the Good Burger. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Yeah. A police car. Oh, 
And at the very end, which is my favorite, a gumball machine. Oh, a gumball machine. He just picks it up and, and just takes out. it. Hilarious. It. Oh my gosh. Uh, last but not least, the writers, directors, and casts have talked about getting the gang back together for a sequel or some type of reunion. Oh my gosh. That's I would funny. love that. 30 years later. Well, because again, they all went on to have like these really yeah. cool careers. Yeah. So to see all of these people in one room now yeah. would be really cool. That would be cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Seth, Seth Green is still adorable. You know what? All of them, this yes. cast, all of them are just like the cutest mm-hmm. bunch, I think. So mm-hmm. you know what? Here's to hoping that happens. Cheers. Awesome. Um, And that is can't hardly wait. Thank wow. you. And good night. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Did I like change your mind a little bit on the movie? I mean, it just was never one that I would go for. But then again, I was an adult when it came out. So, well, that, you know what I mean? I liked, I enjoyed watching it with you. Yeah, I feel for like sure. if you grew up in the early 2000s, this movie really is a time capsule, but not in a cheesy way. Yeah. Like it wasn't like overdoing it. Mm-hmm. It was just like the style is exactly what I remember people yeah. dressing yeah. like. The music was spot on. Yeah. I just mwah, 10 well, out of 10. Well, it's interesting that you said it was very comparable to She's or uh, Say Anything because yeah. that is more my, yeah, you know, there that's you go. my era. So this is my era Say yeah. Anything. Yeah. Okay, cute. Yeah. Well, you know what? Go watch it. it. It's worth it. All right, cool. All right, that means I'm up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, you know, feel free to, I don't know. Laura wants you to away. skip past her segment entirely <laughs> because she's so mad over my film choice. Oh my God. <laughs> I can hear the pain right. in her voice. You chose for me, and I don't even know where you pulled this out of. I'll tell you. My favorite Martian. Mm-hmm. I had this movie on VHS and I used to watch it all the time. Oh I was obsessed God. with this movie, even though I know it's bad. Ugh. I know it's bad. That's where it came from. So <laughs> bad. This one actually hurt. I am actually like, I need my two hours back. Oh, I'm so sorry. So I'm, never gonna, I'm never gonna get it. Did I finally win? <sighs> I think you did. I think you did. But you say know uncle. What? Say uncle. <laughs> <laughs> 1999, mm-hmm. February 12th, it came out. Yeah. Sci fi comedy directed by <laughs> Donald Petrie. And it's, yeah, it's the dish. Based, the dish. Like the dish. It's a petri dish. Science. Yeah, it's full of fungi and okay. bacteria. Oh, right. Lore. Thank <laughs> you for that visual. Is. Based on the 1960s television series of the same name, which I actually have watched. I didn't um, know yeah. that it was based on a yeah. something else. And it was starring Bill Bixby, who I absolutely love, oh. and Ray Walston okay. as the Martian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was created, uh, The se- that series was created by John L. Green. Okay. Uh, the screenplay was written by Sherry Stoner, <laughs> and she must have been, Ooh. and Deanna Oliver. Mm. <laughs> The budget was 65 mil and only did 36.8 at the box office. I don't think this was. This was indeed beyond a clinker. This was beyond a clinker and beyond. Uh It was a cinematic piece of shite. Uh Yeah. This was birthday torture. Thank you. Uh, That's okay. Cause you are getting eat, pray, loved. Uh, I mean, I'm just laying it out there. I got stiffed last year. If you eat, pray, love me, Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to the pest you. You're getting 
Uh, I don't care. <laughs> You're getting E-Pray loved. Yeah, fair enough. Tune in in August. All right. It only got a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's pretty bad. That's, that's pretty one bad. of the worst. That is pretty bad. All right. Here's your cast. Okay. Yikes. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Yes. His Uncle Martin the Martian. Martin the Martian. Little one. Well, he's, he's like a dual role, Uncle Martin and the Martian. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, okay, yes. yeah. I haven't seen it in quite some time. I mean, like he's called Uncle Martin, but he's a Martian. Okay, yes. You know what I mean? You get it. Yes. All right, Jeff Daniels is Tim O'Hara. Elizabeth Hurley. There she is. Said right there. there she is. Grace Channing. I feel like anytime she pops up in a film, it's bad news. You know what? Is that mean of us to say? I feel uh, the same way. Liz, she's sorry. usually the main. She usually marks a bad yeah, film. She's ruined some careers. <laughs> in the shitter. <laughs> Shitter's full. Uh, Daryl Hannah is Lizzie. Okay. Wallace Shawn is Dr. Elliot Coley. Uh-huh. Uh, Christina Ebersol is Mrs. Brown. Michael Lerner is Mr. Channing. And Ray Walston makes ah, an appearance in this out. one. Although I feel like he is in it for literally 2.3 seconds. And so maybe you wouldn't catch him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Knight as Zoot. Mm-hmm. And here's your plot. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Why do I feel like an impending sense of doom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, we have Men on Mars. They're on a rover mission and it literally looks like somebody took a kid's toy and was going over some fake sand. I'm like, <laughs> the movie magic is lacking here. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a Disney film? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yikes. Uh, back in Santa Barbara. And it looks like they were trying to stick around the 60s. Maybe oh. it was the 80s. I don't know. They didn't say. You know what I mean? Oh, they didn't put you. Yeah. yeah okay. Maybe it was the 80s. Uh, Jeff Daniels as news producer, Tim O'Hara, okay. makes his boss's daughter, uh, reporter Brace Channing, who is Liz Hurley, uh, look foolish. Uh, she says, you wait until I tell daddy. Oh, good Lord. How old is Her she? acting so bad. You so know, You bad. know my feelings on the use of the word daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know them. Well, it wasn't looking good for old Timmy. Uh, he gets the sack. Oh. So, of course, he has a crush. On the beautiful brace, you know. But he just humiliated her. Well, not purposefully. Oh, okay, my bad. She's not too bright, and so. <gasps> oh Lord. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not hard to do. Got it's it. not hard okay. to do. She kind of did herself, but she blamed <laughs> it on him. You know what I mean? I see. Uh, but of course, his assistant Lizzie has a crush on him. So we see the love triangle. Okay, going on yes. There, right. Uh, later that night, as he's driving down Ventura Highway, and uh, no, it's probably not. Okay. Um, he sees what appears to be a spacecraft. Uh, for some reason, Brace is driving behind him. Are you saying Brace or Brace? Brace? Brace. Okay, Brace, like an arm yeah, brace. Kind of an odd name. We've come full circle. We've come full circle. Sling. sling. I keep sling. hearing arm sling, arm brace. Okay, got sling. it. Sling. <laughs> um, as he drags her to the beach, uh, the gross red looking Martian mm. is hiding behind a rock. I remember this. Yes. And uh, shrinks his ship to a toy size. Okay. Okay. Tim is perplexed and Brace is unimpressed. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she thinks he's just trying to make some moves on her. Okay. Uh, Tim takes the toy home with him. The Martian behind the rock eats this gumball. I knew gumballs were involved. And gives himself a human body. Okay. In the shape of Christopher Lloyd, of course. You know what? Which, if, I, if I could choose. You know what? He just sounds like Uncle Fester. If I could choose Adam's a human family. body, I would choose Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> or Doc from, you know, Back to the Future. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, he follows Tim home because he needs to get his spaceship back. Okay. And of course, discovered by Tim in his silver silver Martian suit with okay, antenna honey. on his head. <laughs> My God, 
It's so bad. Like the plot and the storyline do not even flow. This was just the biggest crapper. <laughs> crapper. <laughs> this is I need the- a lot of enemas. <laughs> this one <laughs> to eject this one um this is the reason i like to pick these movies because lore struggles and it's just you know what? so bad you know what? i'm like i don't even know what's going on here right same yeah. but his suit is a character in and of itself and it's called zoot oh okay zoot suit yeah so as tim catches him the zoot yeah as the cherry pop and daddy's would <laughs> thank you yes zoot suit riot brian setzer <laughs> no it's the cherry pop and daddy's it's the same genre, Lore. Stay with me. Come on, man. <laughs> anyway, the suit makes a break for it and takes on a life of his own. Okay. Okay. The the only funny line in this entire movie is he says, I think I fought it spot fought it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I <laughs> I think a little peek came out think, on that one. I think I spotted Jimmy Hoffa under Tim's couch. Okay, well, they got you there. I'm surprised that didn't turn this from a zero to a ten in your eyes. You love a Jimmy Hoffa joke. I do love a Jimmy Hoffa You really joke. do. Anyway, Tim tries to attack Zoot with a golf club, and the naked Martian knocks him out because he doesn't have his Zoot suit. Okay, yeah. Gosh. Uh, just then, Liv- Livy, <laughs> Lizzie... Lord, get it together. <laughs> oh my God. Have you God. had any alcohol today? No. no. <laughs> Just then Lizzie arrives to see Tim and as to not give himself away, the Martian turns himself into Tim. To Jeff Daniels? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm and trying to stay with you here. lays a lip lock on Lizzie. Okay, of so course, he made a move. Right, and of course she has the hots for Tim. So she's so into it. So now she thinks the feelings are mutual. Oh, no. And they're not. Fake Tim gets rid of Lizzie. Frim. Frim. <laughs> not frog, but frim. <laughs> the real Tim awakens after being knocked out to realize he is an alien in his house. Right. With a broken spaceship. Yeah. You know, and of course... After some witty repartee, Tim agrees to help the Martian fix the ship. Love that. So he can get back home to Mars. Yeah, let's get you out of here, buddy. Let's get you out of here. I mean, I would be like, sure, let me help you. I was going to say, let's hang. Let's (laughs) hang out. Um, Although he stands out in his zoot suit, Mm -hmm. and it's no riot, um, (laughs) it's off to the local tiki hut to get some California surfer dude duds. Okay. So he can blend in. Love a tiki hut. (laughs) There's this whole scene in this clothing store and the, in the, the suit zoot is making a big deal because <laughs> he tries to take him off and he's crying and he throws a temper tantrum until he spots a short, sultry tiki dress that he tries to hit on. I mean, I cannot make this shit up because the movie is so bad. This is a train wreck, but you know, it's, it's not Laura's fault. It's the movie's fault. No, it's the movie. It is so bad. <laughs> Cut to the reporter Brace covering the senior citizen tanning contest. Yes, I said that. Tanning contest. Oh, senior no. citizen tanning contest. Oh, okay. I forgot. I, I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. Senior citizen tanning contest. You know what? <laughs> Love a crispy nugget. <laughs> um, every time Liz Hurley appears on camera, it just makes the movie a little worse. I'm so sorry. Oh, rest in peace to Liz's <laughs> hopes and dreams after you're just roasting the shit and out of her. she still had a career after this. I don't understand. Tim and Uncle Martin show up because... Tim is trying to see if he can get his job back, you know? Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, and Uncle Martin discovers ice cream and likes it. So this is a scene in an ice cream shop okay. where he has some ice cream and then he just like goes, he goes ham. One of the only pleasures of being a human, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like 
indulging in the ice cream and it's floating in the air. And, Love that. Oh my gosh. And then he has like, I don't know, a jiggly stomach because he ate so much ice cream. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. I mean, I feel bad the prosthetic, for you. The prosthetic is just so bad. The special mm-hmm. effects. Maybe and I'm again, never going to do have, this to you again. Oh my God. This movie is shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> Bryce is kidnapped by SETI, a government organization looking for aliens. Oh. And she's interrogated. Why her? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, that just is going to take too much time to explain. Yeah, I don't don't need to know. I don't have it. I don't have it. (laughs) I don't need to Don't anybody go watch this movie. While Martin, I've taken one for the team. (laughs) I will just say that. Yet again. While Martin attempts to fix his spaceship... Zoot is having the time of his life in the washing machine. Okay. With a downy martini. <laughs> with a downy, like a downy, like a, okay. Yes. Like the, okay, I get it. Cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Martin is feeling the need to shed his human form and lets it all hang out in Timmy's hot tub. Like all of it? Yeah. Like he oh, becomes okay. an alien again. <gasps> oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tim takes the opportunity to film it all because he's going to make history, right? Mm-hmm. It's the story of a lifetime. Right. And he wants to get a shitty job back. Okay, he's really set on he's this. He's really set on this crappy job. But of course, Uncle Martin is starting to grow on Tim. Aww. And he's having second thoughts. They're having right? a bromance a little they bit. They're having a little bit Aww. of a bromance. Uh, Tim calls Lizzie to come over so he can fill her in. She thinks he wants to get romantic. Fill her in. And she gets all gussied up before oh, okay. heading over. Plot twist. The government agency releases Brace. And she agrees to get proof of aliens. Oh, shit. And she knows, She's plotting. She knows right where to go, right? And heads <gasps> to Tim's looking all sexy under the guise of being interested in him. Oh, ew. Okay. She steals the tapes. <gasps> the hot tub time machine tapes. <laughs> the hot tub tapes. It sounds really dirty. <laughs> the hot tub tapes. She steals the tape and Lizzie catches her in the act and thinks something is going on between those Something, two, oh. right? And she's not happy. Yeah. Uh, Tim tries to explain it's an alien, right? Right. But Lizzie is not buying it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until she witnesses the zoot suit in the washing machine. <laughs> the, <sighs> the <sighs> must I go <laughs> on? Must I go on? Uh, they have a tussle in the spaceship and somehow the spaceship is shrunk back to toy size. <sighs> And they're trapped in there. Her and the zoot. Okay. Uh, they head to the radio station to stop Brace from airing the tapes. They realize she took him. And Martin assumes her identity. Oh, right. Because right, he's Martian. Right. Yeah. He ties her up and he becomes her. And what he says, I mean, this. Oh, no. Is it bad? I mean. <laughs> Tell me. What does he say? Uh, he says that it is dark and empty in here. Because. <gasps> Because she's not too bright. Okay, ouch. You know what? I feel like that's a common stereotype. Well, she plays that character. Yes. Yeah. You know what? You brought it upon yourself. No. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, know what? That's a good roast. Way to go, Martin. It's dark and empty in here. Uh, They managed to switch the tapes, so all is saved. Speed round wrap up because I just absolutely cannot take another. Laura has clearly had enough. I can't can't speak. Um, They're chased by the government agency, hot on their heels. At one point, the car gets shrunk. It's in a toilet. Somebody's taking a crap on the toilet. Clinker. The <laughs> Clinker City, friend. Uh-huh. Oh, there it is. 
We've gotten a good amount of poop jokes in here, I do want to say. Oh, my gosh. The mini spaceship goes back to real size, and uh, the Zoot is injured. Lizzie turns into an alien and saves the day. They rescue Martin. Zoot is okay. And I'm the, yawning over and, here. And the gang escapes. You know what? Oh, this is a turd sandwich. <laughs> this is a shit sandwich. I, I can't think even. this is oh worse than God. Howard the Duck. I'll take I'll take Howard the Duck any day over yeah. this. Martin and Zoot decide to remain on Earth with Lizzie and Tim, who are now a couple. And this is the end. Thank the Lord. What happened to Brace? Thank the Lord. Who's, oh, who the <laughs> hell knows? She's still tied up in the chair somewhere. I don't you think said, we saw her again. Brace? I'm like, who the hell's that? Oh, yeah, Liz Hurley. That's how unforgettable uh, she is. Shit, okay, she's still tied is, up in the chair at the radio station. This is not the rose to Elizabeth this Hurley. This crap. <laughs> Well, I said, this is without a doubt the worst. This is worse than Mac and me. Worse. That was my goal. You know, at least I he succeeded. Happy birthday At to least me. he went down the hill. <laughs> at, least, at least we had that in Mac and me. Yeah. You know what? I did succeed. And at least I saw Jennifer Aniston dancing in the McDonald's parking lot. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? This, I mean, there were a few nuggets in there that made it worthy. This didn't have any. No. It didn't. I'm so sorry. I knew that when I picked this. I was like, wow, I really outdid myself here. Ooh, this is fucking shit. Wow. You're welcome. Kudos to Happy you, birthday my to me. Kudos to you. And I take a bow. I mean, I, I think I'm sweating. I think I'm actually sweating. You know what? I think I am too a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that I won? Can we finally admit Dude, that I have won? You have not won. Nope. You wait. She said you, you will not get the last wait. word. Maybe I'll make you do Mary Riley. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Why do you keep sticking me with Julia Roberts? My God. Uh, knock it off. All right. Here are my fun facts. Okay. There weren't many. Yeah. All right. Marlon Wayans and David Duchovny were considered for the role of Zoot, the talking suit. Probably would have Thank gone goodness, better. You dodged a bullet. You dodged a bullet. They're both sitting back thinking, woo. But you know what? It probably would have made for a better film. I feel like, and I could be totally wrong, Jake, please fact check me, but I feel like I said the name, which was uncredited, but I think it's the guy from um, yeah, Seinfeld. I was going to say, who played Zoot? I, I told, uh, well, which guy from Seinfeld? Jerry? Newman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it Jerry? I watched that show and I know Newman. You know what? Nailed it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's who played his voice. It sounded very familiar. Well, you know what? Fact check, Fact check Jake will let us know. He'll let us know. All right. Um, let's see. Where the hell am I? <laughs> this is, this is chaos. This is anarchy. In one scene, Lizzie can be seen sporting an Incredible Hulk t-shirt. Okay. Interesting enough, Bill Bixby, who starred in the OG series, uh-huh. played Dr. David Banner to Lou Ferrigno's Hulk. You love Lou. To which I, of course, looked up the fun facts on Lou Ferrigno, and that was literally the best part of this whole <laughs> damn segment. Laura went down a rabbit hole. I was hole. like, ooh, Lou Ferrigno, he's pretty damn, uh, he's pretty damn interesting uh, dude. I love Bill Bixby. And you love Lou. And I love Lou. We've I love met Lou him Ferrigno. before. We have. And you know what? He's like 70 years old. He looks good. Laura, okay. He looks good. You Lou and Ferrigno, Lou? You're looking good. <laughs> All right. And I, I know how you like to bring color. <laughs> I am normally the chaotic one. So this no, is, this is why chaos. I have succeeded because Laura's just like, she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> just hitting on Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know how you like to bring color and the use of it in movies. So early on in the movie, there's this unusual focus on this red lava lamp, right? In okay. Tim's apartment. Lava, lava lamp. Any chance they could get, it would be like zoom up on this lava lamp. Just okay. Why? I don't know because and it, like Uncle Martin, he gets super thirsty at one point and he pops oh, off he, the top and guzzles it down. That's kind of funny. 
Come on. Really? Come on. I was like, that's really a buildup for a literal that's fizzle. Fizzle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, Laura, I was trying to give them something. <laughs> All right. What is my lesson in this crapper of oh, a movie? Were those your only fun That's facts? it. I told you there weren't many. <laughs> okay. That was it. And that last one, I ma- like, I made up myself. It wasn't even a fun fact. I was like, the lava lamp was semi-interesting. God damn. <laughs> what a shit show. Okay. What's your lesson? <laughs> what is my lesson? Oh, man. Martians? You know, because you said, why don't we talk about Martians? We haven't talked about them yet. What's the difference between them and aliens? Lab coat. <laughs> We can sum that up in about two seconds. I didn't know. Martians are aliens from the planet Mars. Well, how the fuck was I supposed to know? I guess it's in the name. Fuck you all. Fuck you all. That's my lesson. No. Was that it? That's it. That's all there was. No. Um, So (laughs) Mars, the red planet. Ah. Which probably explains the red lava lamp. I'm Uh, I'm there with you. Yeah. So named for the Roman god of war and agriculture, which kind of seems like a weird mashup. But probably because it was customary at the time uh-huh. to spill blood and burn down your enemy's crops in times of war. Well, you know what? Okay. <laughs> you know what? We've calmed it down. Ma- it makes all the sense. I was going to say we've calmed down since then, but we haven't really. Right? So. No. so Mars in your astrological chart lines up because it is the planet of passion, anger, and war. Love, all red, right? Love it, yes. And its placement in your chart can really have you seeing red. Yeah. It's a good indicator of how one fights and what they fight for. Yeah. We just talked about this. Mm-hmm. How are you going to throw down? Yeah. Mars will tell you. My Mars is in cancer Ooh. and I don't, I don't throw down. Poli- I am a little, I'm a little bitch. Well, I'm going to have gonna to go say. look and see where mine's at. And but yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to go ahead think? and guess Virgo, honey. Oh shit. Is it? Probably. Gosh, darn that stinks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The telescope helped propel Mars's role in the sci-fi fantasy literature. Okay. Okay. When Italian astronomer Giovanni Schiaparelli nailed it, peered through his in 1877 to take a gander at the surface of the planet. Okay. He believed he saw lines crisscrossing the planet, and furthermore, crisscross, crisscross the band. <laughs> Pause. The duchy is at them. <laughs> no. no. What they sing? <laughs> Crisscross will make you jump. jump. <laughs> right? They like a one-hit wonder. Oh my God! Crisscross. This no. is not the roast of Crisscross. <laughs> I have to I'm look like, it up because watch me be wrong. You know what? That's a good one too, though. It is a good one. That Who is a good that? one. Yeah, Crisscross. I was right. <laughs> Jump. Crisscross will make you ju- jump. And they wore jump. their band, their pants. Yeah, backwards. Crisscrossed. Crisscrossed. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Back to the planet Mars. Uh-huh. All right, so he thought that there was, <laughs> he saw crisscrossing lines on the planet. <laughs> and he believed these to be channels or canals. Canals. Indicating intricate, like, like intricate like water waves. Yeah. So that there was like life intelligent on life on Mars. Is there life on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> of course he was wrong. But was that, that did not stop him from spending his entire life trying to prove a utopian society did indeed inhabit. Inhabit. <laughs> inhabit. <laughs> <laughs> this was the best uh, thing that could have ever happened for my birthday. <laughs> Laura's 
I threw her off so bad with this movie choice. She does not even know what's happening. I don't. You can't even talk. I can't. All you've had is a kombucha. There's like a mild amount of alcohol in there. A kombucha. Just fermented lore. Grow up. Anyway, he spent his entire life trying to prove a utopian society did indeed inhabit the planet there of it Mars. Is. His passion for his pursuit sparked a public love affair with the idea that life could exist on another planet, and mm. specifically Mars. Okay. In 1899, Nikola Tesla claimed okay. to have indeed received communications from the Martians no shit. while conducting his experiments on high-frequency electrical transmissions at his lab in Colorado Springs. Get out your lab coat. Okay, yes. well, whatever came of that? It was later proven to be common radio waves produced from interstellar gas clouds. Ooh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> gas leads to poop. Which is me farting. I got picked up on a Tesla coil. What's this? <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Classic works of science fiction also fueled the frenzy that life could exist on Mars. Yeah. Like 1917's A Princess of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Ooh, okay. But The Mac Daddy is H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds, published yes. in 1898. I'm acting like I've read it. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> I've read yes. it many times. I've never read it. Many leather-bound books. Am I Ron Burgundy? Tell me yes or no. You are Ron Burgundy. Oh, no. Um, It was a huge success, the book, right? Yeah. But it had a resurgence in 1938 when a young and at the time little known actor named Orson Welles, no relation, uh, decided to adapt the novel for radio. Oh, okay. It was going to be aired the night before Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Welles chose to structure the story as a series of realistic news bullets Oh, wait, I, I yeah, do know like about bulletins. this. Yes. Uh, and that described an attack on New Jersey from Martians. People thought it was real, right? Yeah. He yeah. should have received an Oscar nom for that performance because people actually believed it was the real deal. Blair Witch who? Causing <laughs> mass hysteria in Damn. the streets. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Like listening to the radio, it's like, do, 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 do. I would totally, I would have bought into it. I'd be oh like, my oh God. my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. New Jersey's going down. <laughs> Not New Jersey. <laughs> Anywhere but Jersey. Not the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Not Save Tony the- Soprano. Save the Gabagool. <laughs> Save the Bada Bing. <laughs> I, you know I love New Jersey. <sighs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. Um, all right, where the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, it was chaos. It was anarchy. <laughs> And this fueled more than any other event the public's fascination with the red planet and the belief that there were Martians in them, their hills. They couldn't let it go. Could not let it go. I see why. Yeah, but in 1964, when NASA launched a flyby photo op of the surface of Mars, Mm -hmm. they could not detect any signs of life. Bummer. Or that there ever had been life on the red rock. Wow. It was a barren wasteland. She's dry. She was dry. And just like that... I was going to make a joke, but I (laughs) don't do it. I kept it in. (laughs) All the hopes were dashed and the public's fascination with the Martians faded into oblivion. Oh, really? That is until, yeah, but that is until 1996 when a meteorite believed to be from Mars sparked a debate 
that it contained biomarkers proving primitive life existed on this planet. Ooh, okay. This caused a sensation in the press and a renewed interest in those little green men. Why wouldn't they be red? Yeah. I don't know. That's where they came from, Greg. <laughs> another lesson for another So day. anyway. <laughs> little red men. He was in the movie, Red. Well, he should be. He's yeah. from Mars. Okay, well, anyway. there you go. Uh, hold the phone. Most scientists concurred that the meteorite had just been contaminated with Earth contaminants you know upon what? landing. Why do we have to fuck everything Explaining up? the organic matter. But the jury is still out. There's like a debate that goes back and forth. Okay. What do you think? Life on the think? planet? Oh, I think there's, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. I would think that it would be very, like, gaseous. <laughs> you, you know, know what, what I mean? Right like, in. like, the air wouldn't be so able would to you, be. So would you, girl. <laughs> God, you are one gassy human being. <laughs> Again, sign me up. Okay, Cupid. <laughs> I'm not helping the case. <laughs> no, she's not. She's not gaseous at all. Um... um yeah, I, I think there's life on pretty much every planet. I yeah. just think that we, like, can't mm -hmm. find them. I don't know. That's all. I need proof. Yeah, Laura's brain can't. My Aquarian mind is totally fine with not knowing the answers. I'm like, I'm they're there. I'm definitely scully in this, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am Mulder and you and Jake are scully, yeah. hands down. I'm fighting proof. for my life over here. Yeah. 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 I don't need proof. Yeah. Me and Jake talk about that all the time. He's like, don't you ever wonder what happens to us after we die? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> Gosh, it's the age old question. Like, I, like mean, I think about it, but yeah. I don't need to know. Yeah. I don't need to know the answer. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with not knowing. I always think we're like in the movie Powder. We just kind of go out into the ether and we touch the lives of what is interesting. <laughs> that's that's all, that's that's what I think. <laughs> to make I burst movie. into a million. <laughs> Could this episode have gotten more depressing? Let me bring up powder. Let me bring up. <laughs> that oh, scene gosh. where he's with the dying deer crushed me oh, forever. Crushed right? me. Right. I still haven't recovered. Now I'm going to go cry. Okay, anyway. That's it. That's all I have. What um, a shit sandwich. You know what? I love that. A shit storm. A pile of shit. A Get him in. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> is on the mic. <laughs> Just call me Turd Ferguson. Uh, that could not have gone better. Like, it really could not have. That's exactly what I want to happen in these episodes. And I, I don't think I've ever succeeded more than I have today. I could tell that was painful for you. So painful. Cool lesson, though. I did like your lesson. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That's it. That's you know what? Thank you. Thank You're you so for welcome. always playing along with me for my birthday. She's going to eat, pray, love me. <laughs> I sure am. And you know what? That is equally as torturing because I can't fucking stand that movie. Oh You've God. never even watched it. Yes, I fucking have. You've made me watch it. To. She eats pasta with one man in Italy. <laughs> she fucking is praying somewhere else with another man. The she, guy from Six Feet Under. No shit. <laughs> the dad. Okay, we've come full circle. <laughs> and we're going to end there. <laughs> Woo, all hey, right. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Wow. Uh, we will be back next week with your regularly <laughs> scheduled programming. The movies will be magical, right? I'm looking yeah. at... Yep. Ooh, we've got a good one next week. We do. Ooh, is we it do. the um it's the like Valentine's Day. Yeah. Ooh, we're Ooh. gonna get sexy lore. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> it's time to find you a partner. <laughs>
Again, you see our, our again, choices. She's not gassy. I just want to make that note. I was totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. We'll catch you next week. All right, TTFN. Cut print, check the gate. Moving on.